yeah it takes time to come on so we're doing chapter 87 it's called the prayer of the personified vedas canto 10 part 4 now this is a verse which may this particular chapter may be slightly drab or dull don't worry it is all about how vedas are you know uh, everybody has this idea about the four vedas that are there in this world vedas are called the word of god now whether it is the rig ved whether it is atharva ved or sam ved all the vedas are an extremely difficult proposition for normal human beings for them even the books look so heavy to lift them is going to be like you require to be a wwf champion <laughs> so <laughs> the books are so heavy what knowledge is there in the books is something extremely tough to understand because uh, only the i mean you will have all these people who will come to your house and say prayers or you go to a temple and they are saying certain verses and 99.9% .9 of the time nothing goes into our head oh we have we have these nice prayers you know suktams and this and that and so many we have heard them okay and everything goes bouncers why because we can't correlate this to that this to that means we cannot correlate whatever rituals and whatever things that are mentioned in the Vedas to something which we call as God. Think about it from this point of view. In the Vedas it is written that you are supposed to be doing this particular kind of a yajna with this kind of a sticks to be put in, that kind of a ghee to be put in and this kind. And you really wonder what God are we talking about? I mean, oh, is there a God in all these things? So this is the purport of this particular chapter. It says, chapter 87 from the Srimad Bhagavatam, the prayers of the personified Vedas. And we are going to understand some truth about the Vedas. So let us begin. Sri Parikshit said, O Brahmana, how can the Vedas directly describe the supreme absolute truth? Who cannot be described in words. The Vedas are limited to describing the qualities of material nature, but the Supreme is divided of devoid of these qualities, being transcendental to all material manifestation and their causes. Now Vedas are words. Okay, either they are said or are they are written. And what are we supposed to do? We are supposed to read them, learn them. So are they not a form of description of certain things? When you say something in words, does it not mean description? The description is, suppose, now I am sure you know, some of us have seen the movie called Kabbali. Okay, now describe Kabbali. Okay, so you can definitely say, oh, Kabbali is a movie about gangsters in Malaysia and there was a boss who... Yes, that is how the story is and you can say who has played the role, how it was played, who is the heroine, who is the... We can describe it because we are talking about manifest people. Manifest means something that we can see, hear, touch, feel. We can see. We can see Rajnikanth sir. We can see Radhika Apte. Right? And we can say, oh, this is a good movie. Okay, shot in Malaysia. You can see Malaysia, the Twin Towers over there. You can see those and you can see all the things that are mentioned over there. Now, 
Let us look at it from this point of view. So the words can describe the story. The story can say what the thing has happened and who are the characters and how they were played. Now God is described in this. But we have always heard that God is unmanifest. Unmanifest means no description can fit him, isn't it? No description can fit a God. You cannot say he's, he's got a straight nose or he doesn't have a nose. He's got, uh, you know, two antenna sticking from here or he's got a uh, hair which is like like this. Whether he's got black hair, white hair. Uh, sir, do you know whether we are, we, we are talking about whether he has hair also? No idea. Is he a blob of round, you know, uh, you know, like butter? Huh? Don't know that also. So, how do you describe something which is indescribable, which cannot be manifest? Manifest which cannot take a form or a shape. We don't know. And yet the Vedas are trying to describe God. So Parikshit's question to Sukadeva was this same thing. He says, how can this happen? So Sukadeva Goswami is going to now give him the answer. And these answers are very, very slightly tough to understand. So we will have to go slowly to get a fag of it. Sukadeva Goswami said, the Supreme Lord manifested the material intelligence, senses, mind and the vital air of the living entities so that they could indulge their desires for sense gratification, take repeated births to engage in fruitive activity, become elevated in future lives and ultimately attain liberation. So he is given the purpose of why this life got created. Everybody has this question, you know, can you please tell me why we were born? What is the purpose of this life? I mean, why should we be there on this earth also? I mean, what is this great thing that we, you know, oh, there is earth, there is a, this, there is moon, there are human beings, there are parents, there are teachers, there are this, there are that. Why should we have animals? The question arises in everybody's minds. Why should it be there? I mean... Why, what is this pleasure that somebody gets of creating certain things? The idea is that you need to have it. Things have to be there for a certain reason. And there need not be a reason also for it. Think about it. Why does a person fall in love? Do you have an answer for that? Oh, she has beautiful eyes. One day she will become wearing glasses. So does it mean that your love is going to be there because of the eyes? Sir, the glasses will take away the love. Okay, sorry boss. Oh, she looks beautiful. Jab tak fair and lovely lagati hai, tak tak beautiful hai. Uske baad? <laughs> Pata nahi. <laughs> so, <laughs> it does not really mean that this kind of things would attain love. No. Love is something which cannot be understood. You just, it just happens. Right? So some things happen. We don't know why. And this understanding that we don't know why is very important for us to know why. There has to be some technology, some methodology doing certain things. Now you go back to those who are the computer experts. There are four, five computer experts over here. Okay, four. 
Now let us see from this point of view. These computer experts ask them the question, what is this one and zero off switch and on switch? Oh, that way only things happen. But why should it be off and on only? And why is that, you know, why does it happen in one and zero? Can I not have 2000 and 2005 or something like that hum number? No, you can't have. Why? Sir, there are no answers. There is off and then there is on. Okay. Beach wala nahi hai kya? <laughs> Nothing in the middle. I don't know. Why you don't know? There are no answers. <laughs> you should know. Why does a person fall in love? No answers. The same person may look ugly to another person, but this person will say, Oh, she is the most beautiful. Bola tu anda hai. Bola tumko to dikta bhi nahi hai. Aank hai fir bhi dikta nahi hai. So the point is nobody knows why these things happen. So here the answer which Sukhdev is telling you is this. He just manifested the material intelligence. You know intelligence we have. Why? Why does a cow eat the grass? Any answers? No idea sir. She just loves to eat the grass. Maybe she likes green color. But cow do not see color. Then why is she saying that I love only green? <laughs> so <laughs> we don't we don't know the answers. It's likewise, you know, when when you say, now how did this earth begin? I don't know, sir. I can just hypothesize, you know, and say, oh, the earth when he became a ball out of fire and there was an explosion and thing. But it is only hypothesis, no truth. We don't even know why. So likewise, Sukhdev Goswami is also going to give you his hypothesis. Hypothesis is simple. God just wanted the intelligence to be with people and things and birds and everything. So here, take the intelligence. Next, he said, you should have senses also and mind also. And God created all these things. Now, the, these are, this is a very important thing, you know, like we should say. Two kind of people exist. One who believes in all this. And the other who says it's all nonsense. So one we have creationist, those who say God created mind and intellect and this and that. And then he says, God, you are great. The other fellow says, what God? We came from amoebas. We came from monkeys. And if you see Ice Age, you will say, oh, it happened by chance. That fellow was sitting, you know, he, he wanted the oak seed, you know, that oak. And he was running after it and he went to the outer space and from outer space his, his rocket started bouncing here and then it created so many planets and then asteroid belt and all that. Okay, so something stupid also creates. I didn't know that stupid creates this world. So according to the atheist and according to the non-believers, which includes Mr. Tyson also. Okay, he, is, he was also there in Ice Age by the way. Now, according to him, it means that the world happened to be there just for no reason whatsoever. So the senses got created for no reason whatsoever. I show we should stop saying that got created. It just happened. So here he is saying they manifested. They just came out of nothing. Senses, mind and vital air for the living entity so that they can indulge their desires for sense gratification. Now I have a nose. 
and there is no smell around me what is the point of having a nose think if i have ears and no sound around me then what happens or if there is sound and no ears what will happens huh? if i if there is a beautiful scenery and no eyes what happens no point isn't it one has to be in association with another so always god says you know we are, we are the people who believe in all this the creationist theory so let us be on the creationist side and see <laughs> that god created this and sukhdev goswami is also very particular about it he says okay he said you know there should if there are senses there should be sense gratification so if you have got a tongue you know you better taste things and you can't say that you know this is good and this is bad it, it better be good or bad it is there so he is very clear about this he says so that we can indulge our desires and we take repeated births to engage in fruitive activity fruitive activity is something that leads to another to another to another to another think about it what does fruitive activity mean you know there are various ice creams available in india abroad also there must be all right now i i don't know those who have seen the ads of beautiful uh, ice creams okay like amul ice cream or i don't know other ice creams that are there what has ice cream got to do with sex i don't know but hagendas says yes it better be and then you eat more ice cream because of that <laughs> so what happens with your eyes you see the ad and then it immediately reminds you of oh, i need to have an ice cream and you go and have an ice cream how that links i don't know but maybe it triggers something like ice cream mm. and you want to have an ice cream so in ice cream also god is not saying you know you can take only one flavor only vanilla available illa pa you have all flavors whatever you want you want chocolate chocolate chips you want you know butterscotch i don't know what all other flavors that they have so you have and every every flavor has got a different you know taste maybe and the taste can be understood only if you have all the taste buds in place you know if you have a burnt tongue i don't know whether you know about this suppose you are drinking hot coffee or tea and your tongue gets burnt <laughs> you know ah in the morning and then go and eat whatever ice cream that you want it will taste all the same only no difference it will all taste the same okay then if you are having only bond deaf you know <laughs> you can't hear a thing so whether a person says silent movie and the person doesn't understand what he is saying also right so the senses are complementing the sense few fruitive activities so and because of this fruitive activities our future lives come into play <clears throat> think today i create an iphone i better have customers for it isn't it i can i just create an object and have no customers no there have to be a customer so if i create something in this world i better have some users for it isn't it right so i have an object i have a user likewise there are sounds and then there are people those who hear them there are things that you can see and then there are people do to do to see them 
the creators and then they are there those who enjoy the creation so both these things are a part of it but these are a part this is what the vedas are talking about those who came before even our ancient predecessors meditated upon the same confidential knowledge of the absolute truth indeed anyone who faithfully concentrates on this knowledge becomes free from material attachment and attains the final goal of life before us before this entire universe began in our normal way maybe the ancient man he also meditated on it meditated means thought about oh why what happened he must be doing a very deep thinking you have seen that guy who sits on the toilet seat and does like this okay ha ah, thinker the great thinker i don't know whether it was rodin or whoever has created that great thinker so then you sit on the toilet seat and you you better think likewise there are people who are doing certain jobs in the past and they were thinking these were called philosophers by the way people used to just sit and think hmm you remember archimedes archimedes was a great scientist one day you know even when in our bath you know what all we do if you go for bath either you are singing songs over there or you are playing with the soap or you are thinking of certain things something or the other is happening and the imagine if you are gone for a bubble bath or a turkish bath sir all these are different different things so you will you will enjoy them in a different way <laughs> likewise here what happens now archimedes had gone to take a bath now he was sitting in a tub and when he lowered his body inside the tub a certain amount of water came out and that is how the entire thing called density and volume and all these things came into the picture mass ha ah, mass upon volume you know that no the formula those who are science students or even if you are not a science student you will know the formula m upon v is equal to d <laughs> so likewise so somebody came up with the formula how by going into the water and thinking about it likewise there were philosophers who thought about it in the same way before man mankind happened and before television and other things happened surely they had nothing to do but think imagine today you are thinking about saas bahu serials and you know uh, this shows and that shows and you know ha huh, kaun banega karodpati to all this thing they keep you engrossed but before television before radio what was the person supposed to do yeah 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 the person will say oh he was creating babies that is beside the point other things he would think because he had nothing else to do so he would think so the philosophers were there so our predecessors were meditators they meditated and they came upon this meditation ha huh? and in that meditation they understood how this whole thing happened you may say it is only a thinking process but of course boss thinking is the most important thing in our world also isn't it we can think out solutions and we can think problematic situations also so he understood the ancient people understood that if you faith concentrate on the knowledge focus on this knowledge what happens you have nothing else to do you are free and you are free and you can attain all your life goals you will understand exactly what you are supposed to do right 
In this connection, I shall relate to you a narration concerning the Supreme Lord Narayana. It's about a conversation that once occurred between Sri Narayan, Rishi and Narad Muni. So now, Sukhdev Goswami, who is also a great thinker, is now going to think of a story from the past. And he is going to tell you a story about Narayan Muni and Narada. These two guys, what they were thinking about. Once while traveling among the various planets of the universe, the Lord's beloved devotee Narada went to visit the primeval sage Narayana at his ashram. From the very beginning of Brahma's day, Lord Narayan Rishi has been undergoing austere penances in this land of Bharata while perfectly performing religious duties and exemplifying spiritual knowledge and self-control and all for the benefit of human beings in both the worlds and the next. See, uh, why? what is this importance of what happened? Narayan Rishi. Narayan Rishi was one day thinking about all these things. And he was, he had an ashrama, a small place. Ashrama. Pay attention. So, Narayan Rishi. One day, he was giving this, he was sitting in this ashrama and there, what was he doing over there? He had taught everybody religious duties and exemplifying spiritual knowledge and self-control. Three things which a Rishi Muni tells you. Self-control. You know how self-control is? You know when you are listening to the satsang? Twink. Twink. Like that. You go on sleeping. Okay. So what do you do? You feel asleep. Okay. You know take the cello tape. Put one over here and put one on top. Like that. So you will always remain awake. Because you don't have self-control. Self-control means controlling yourself. Why is it that a person needs to doze off? Why is it that a person needs to do certain things? Because you don't have self-control. Okay. Think about it like this. There are chocolates lying in front of you. And you are walking from there. Isn't it? I'll eat one. Twing. You are again walking back. You see the chocolate once again. Once, once again. Why do you have to do all that? See, think about it. There, the entire sense objects have been created. And mind is such an object, you know. It can tell you whatever things that you want to. You want to enjoy certain things. A person loves to sleep. He is lethargic. He is tamasic in nature. Cannot keep himself active. A rajasic person cannot sit in one place for even a half a second. He keeps on shaking. And he keeps on wanting to do. So even in satsang, he will be taking up a book, doing something, looking at the watch, doing that, doing this, doing that. Hundred different things. Maybe watching the phone, you know. Like that. Sir, you are in a satsang. Focus. Focus, Madi. No focus. <laughs> so, Rajasik person is like that. A Sattvic person is a person with these three qualities. He's got, he performs his religious duties. Religious duties. Think about it. What does a religious duty mean? A religious duty means 
taking bath early in the morning becoming fresh getting ready for the day doing your prayers but here we have people who will take bath at the end of the day right god i don't know whether he is there or not there flowers that are put on god for last week are still hanging on the god there only there oh next oh i do puja every thursday no so this thursday i have put god flower on god so next thursday i will remove them so what happens so imagine you know you are wearing the same underwear for the last 7 days what will happen don't say oh my god you didn't like it isn't it then how come your gods are having the flowers which they have been sadawing for the last so many days on their gods people don't understand this that is sattva if you want to eat fresh food every single day don't you think at least god should be given certain things every single day fresh you need to put fresh clothes every day otherwise you keep on wearing the same undies every day means how dirty you will feel ha huh? so at least have that much amount of decency sattva teaches you that rajas will teach you okay rajas will teach you oh they will say oh and now since we are on the subject of undies let me put it this way no no rupa ke underwear or banyan oh we want what calvin klein <laughs> oh calvin klein ke mangta hai tumko sir rajas will teach you that it will tell you brand names you got the point and tamasic person will say hey, i don't care yaar i will sleep for the 7 days after 7 days maybe i'll get up and any which way god knows about me no so why bother so much about <laughs> god you understand no okay every 7 days i'll just open my eyes and say god are you there hi bye that's it Sa- tamasic person is this kind of a person he once in a while he gets up in the year and he will say oh today is hanuman jayanti i will celebrate hanuman jayanti he celebrates once in a year some something like that so this is what came about so we have all these kinds of people so now we are going to talk about how these things happens in narayan rishi's ashrama in an ashram what is taught over here are three things you are supposed to perform religious duties whether it is cleaning the ashram every single day keeping it absolutely perfect and clean getting up in the morning following the rules and the regulations of the ashrama everything has to be done perfectly exemplifying spiritual knowledge to get the spiritual knowledge from the guru and the third most important thing is self control i think i have said enough on self control all right actually yesterday uh, there was certain things which were happening i said uh, don't go to the bathroom but i have to go sir don't go to the bathroom i have to go so i said you know in just a f- couple of years ago there was a very useful training called est i don't know how many of her- you have heard of this you can google est it will tell you it was arhat's scientific training what was the scientific training about the name of the person was werner erhard 
Now, Werner Erhardt had come up with a scientific training teaching you even if you are full day in a meeting, you are not supposed to go to the loo. How to control your pee for the entire day was Erhardt's scientific training. Ta-da! So, it's not that you cannot control, it's how you control your mind. Why is your mind always controlling you? You can control the mind. You can sit in one place and be steady. You know the yogis, they would sit in one place and not even blink an eye. I have people who come and sit in front of me, they, their eyes keep on blinking like this, like this and they can't sit straight also. You should learn. This is called self-control. Whether you are in spiritual or not in spiritual, at least you should do self-control. Imagine today you are, you are, you know, you are riding an F-16. अरे जोर से छींक आया सर वो एफ सिक्सटीन ऐसा ऐसा करके नीचे गिर जाएगा करेक्ट है ना इन वन मिनट इट कैन गो डाउन ऑल्सो यू कैंट से नो आई स्नीज दैट इज वाई द एयरक्राफ्ट लॉस कंट्रोल यू कैंट हैव दैट कैंड ऑफ अ स्टूपिडिटी गोइंग ऑन विथ यू राइट ना इमेजिन यू आर यू आर यू आर राइडिंग एंड यू नो सम टू बाई प्लेन और समथिंग लाइक दैट ऐसे ओ मेरे को जोर से सुसू हो रहा है चलो 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 कोई रास्ता पकड़ के वहाँ पर यू कैंट डू दैट बॉस यू हैव टू गो टू दी एयरपोर्ट ओनली हाँ एंड यू कैंट से ना अच्छा तू तू हैंडल करना मैं जंप करता हूँ पैराशूट से नॉट अलाउड सो वाई इज अ पर्सन नॉट एबल टू कंट्रोल हिमसेल्फ सो कंट्रोल इज इन योर हैंड्स रिमेंबर दिस इट इज नॉट इन गॉड सम गॉड ओवर देयर हु डूइंग लाइक दिस सम रेज आर कमिंग फ्रॉम इज हैंड एंड कंट्रोलिंग Nothing like that is happening. You have self-control. So the third thing that is taught is called self-control. All for the benefit of human beings in both this world and the next. So Narayan Rishi was teaching these three things which are important for human beings. And we should all, we are also human beings. No? So we should also follow this. Then Narada approached Lord Narayan Rishi who was sitting amidst sages in the village of Kalapa. And after bowing down to the Lord, O hero of Kurus, Narada asked him the very same question you have asked me. So now, now he has put the blame on to somebody else. So now I am going to tell what Narayan Rishi said. Okay, who Sukhdev Goswami is telling. The personality of God had sin. As the sages listen, Lord Narayan Rishi related to Narada an ancient discussion about the absolute truth that took place among the residents of Janaloka. So Narayan Rishi is now going to recount certain explanation. Why do you think every now and then this person says, Oh, so she said. Do you know this joke? So she said. Or something like that. She said that. Okay. <laughs> so like that, it's Narayan Rishi said that. What? Sir, Narayan Rishi met somebody in the past. So he said certain things. So can we hear him? Yes, yes, of course. We do quotations, isn't it? And those who have gone for the uh, speeches, you know, when you go for graduation, I am sure those who have done the graduation from universities, you have to give a speech. So we quote. And people have quoted some great leaders from the past. Somebody has quoted some Steve Jobs speech when he gave to Harvard or some such place. We will keep on quoting all this kind of things. So here... So he is telling, 
about Narayan Rishi and what happened during that time. The personality of Godhead said, O son of the self-born Brahma, long ago on Janaloka, wise sages who resided there performed a great sacrifice to the Absolute Truth by vibrating transcendental sounds. These sages, mental sons of Brahma, were all perfect celibates. Now, the Lord is telling Narayan Rishi this particular story. The Lord himself is telling. If you go to the Bible, in the Bible it is mentioned how the Son of God also said a certain words. Likewise, those who have read the story of Noah, Noah's Ark, Noah was also told by God. Hmm? Likewise, you will find that everybody met God somewhere or the other. So there were Akashwani. Akashwani, the sounds which happened to be there. Same way, you will find that the burning bush story of Moses. You, everybody has heard about it and the Ten Commandments. Very fantastic stories. And then sometimes you hear certain things. And those are the words of God. So, certain knowledge comes to a person. And that knowledge is extremely important. So, the Lord was talking to Narayan Rishi. And now what did he say? That the things were going on in the past. There were some sacrifices performed. The absolute truth by vibrating transcendental sounds. We always keep on hearing, you know, sounds. Why is the sound so important? Now, if I say, now the way, the, now look at it from this point of view. If I say a certain words in a particular way, they make a different sense. If I say words in a different manner, they make different sense. I try doing this once. Go to YouTube. Look at any of the words of any song. And try to say it in prose. You know prose means what? Just the way you read a novel or a book like this. Try to say it in a prose. Say the same words. And they will make no sense to you. And now for Mr. Chitty's benefit, let me put it this way. If Chitty were to hear all the songs of Yo-Yo Honey Singh in prose, it will make dif dif different sense to him. You know, there's a great, there's a singer in India called Yo-Yo Honey Singh. I don't know why he's called Yo-Yo Honey Singh, but his name is supposed to be that. So now if you were to listen to his songs, they make different sense. They, they sound very melodic. But if you see the words written in the songs, you will be horrified at the words. Because they... They are all innuendos. They are double meaning words. Okay. <laughs> so, the words are important. Huh. Now I say, now you can look at a girl and say, you are beautiful. Right? You look beautiful. Something like that you can say. But the same words, you are beautiful. You know? <laughs> the way you put it in, in a song, there's this great guy who was going on a subway in New York City and he wrote this song, You Are Beautiful. Listen to that song, You Are Beautiful. And then you will like the lyrics because and the way he sings it, it sounds very nice. But otherwise, if you just read the words, they will make no sense to you. Right? So that is what the reason why the words have to have transcendental sounds. 
what is transcendental sounds now i will tell you one more thing there is a channel in youtube it is called asmr try to go to that asmr just google asmr and you will come to know that there are people who can speak to you in a very soft tone like the way i am speaking with you right now the sound is going to put you to sleep sir this is asmr supposedly spoken in a very husky and a deep and a nice tone and asmr puts you to sleep so sound has got qualities huh and these qualities can create certain characteristics in our way of thinking look at it huh there are certain sounds you know jai ho jai ho and what what makes you think oh we also want to sing jai ho jai ho <laughs> and now look at the other way around the same jai ho in a different way or maybe jai hai 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 and you want to stand up in attention right so the same sound can be treated in a different tone in a different way in a different manner and it creates magic so the sages knew the quality of sound and if you know the quality of sound you can use the sound for the purpose see most of the people sleep in my satsang for what reason because i try to maintain the same kind of sound so maybe it puts you to sleep asmr going on <laughs> and sometimes in the middle i have to do this kind of thing to wake you up all right so <laughs> so like that so the yogis in the past created this sounds so that they can wake up the skies wake up the knowledge ah uh, there is a there is a very old film by stanley kubrick i don't know have you heard of this no huh 2001 a space odyssey no have you heard of the movie um, et yes yes extraterrestrial yes 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 yes, yes. now in the et <laughs> there is you know you will you will see that there is one big spaceship which comes and in some of the old films also you will find that a spaceship has landed and it does sound bom 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 i'm sure you have heard the Hrithik sounds in movie also yeah rithik roshan's movie also you have heard the sounds huh so what are those all those sounds sounds are that which are called trans different kinds of sounds likewise in spirituality also there are sounds and these sounds are called transcendental sounds by doing or by saying this kind of sounds or making them appear or you know come out of your mouth you can create certain things so these sages the mental sons of brahma were all perfect celibates and first and foremost let me put it this way you got to be pure of your mind okay pure in your mind you cannot be having nonsensical stuff and then create sound then it will sound like yo yo honey sing hmm. at that time you happen to be visiting the lord on shweta deep that supreme lord in whom the vedas lie down to rest during the period of universal annihilation 
A lively discussion arose among the sages on Janaloka as the nature of the supreme absolute truth. Indeed, the same questions arose that then you are asking me now. So again, the same discussion is going on at different levels. So what is there? Although these sages were equally qualified in terms of Vedic study and austerity, and although they all saw friends, enemies and neutral parties equally, they chose one of their numbers to be the speaker and the rest became eager listeners. So now during that time of annihilation, the sage, I mean the story is coming from Narayan Rishi now. He is telling how this happened and he went to all the great sages. What are sages? I have always told you sages are nothing but knowledge structures, knowledge base. So you can say C, C hash are different sages. Java, that's another sage. Isn't it? It's knowledge based. It's got some language in it. Cobol, Fortran, old languages. Ancient sages. Cobol, Fortran. And what else? Sir, there are many of them. Likewise, these are sages. They have knowledge in them. So, these, they, he visited over there. That time what happened? So one of them, remember in our world we have enemies, we have friends and we have neutrals. Okay. Sometimes our own brothers are our enemies. Sometimes our own brothers are our friends. And sometimes our own brothers are what? Neutral. We don't care a damn about them. So same way you will find that even in the past everybody had friends, some relatives, some good people, some bad people and all that. So but with the sages, everything was one. So they became one person who started speaking and the rest of them were listeners. Now who is the person who speaks? Brahma's son, Sanadan. You know Sanadan is one of the sons. He replied, After the Supreme Lord withdrew the universe he had previously created, he lay for some time as if asleep and all his energies rested dormant within him. When the time came for the next creation, the personified Vedas awakened him by chanting his glories. Just as the poet serves a king approaching him at dawn and awakens him by reciting the heroic deeds. You will wonder why the Veda started saying certain things before anything happened. In, if you, you know, before you wake up, your mother would have called you out ten times. Lo chitti uto, chitti uto, like that, you know. And imagine you are just turning around and going back to sleep and after that one sound will also come. Fatak. Get up now. <laughs> that sound is like waking you up. But otherwise the first, what did it happen? Your name was called out many times. Likewise look at it from this point of view. So anything to appear, anything to happen, first the sound has to come. Not that fatak. But at least the name has to be there. Wake up, wake up, wake up, like that. Even when you go to any temples nowadays in India, those who visit early in the morning, I mean, you got to be very early, by the way. You should be early before the God wakes up in the temple. Okay? Then you will see how the waking up ceremony happens. There will be an elephant, there is a cow, there is this, there is that, and every, every animal cow is brought over there, and the elephant is told, now you say this, now you do this and then there are people who are ringing bell and slowly they are waking up the Lord. So those who have gone to different places like Sri Rangam or Tirupati and every other place, you will find this is how they wake up the gods by the way. 
actually the god is awake all the time but still okay let us give him the like give you the benefit of the doubt and say god is asleep so <laughs> we have to wake him up so there is always a sound and how do you wake him up by chanting his glories just as a poet serves the king say the glories imagine you know in the past somebody comes up and you are in the class you are sleeping and you are dozing like this and then your friend from behind gives you one tight thapak on your back hey professor dekh raha hai dekh tere ko you know how angry you are going to be <laughs> or otherwise you know just imagine ha ah, you are singing one song uth ja re mere bhaiya or something like that <laughs> if you want that person to be in a good mood you have to wake him up in a good way otherwise you give him one tapli from behind and maybe he is going to give you back <laughs> so always remember it is always you have to be gracious and kind and wake up a person nicely so to wake up the gods also they were singing and chanting nice glorified songs so and how did they awaken him by reciting his heroic deeds Just imagine, you know, your friend tells you, "Arey, उठने को क्या होता है? तू समझता क्या है?" And I just in Hindi, I'm, I'm using Hindi, Mumbai Hindi. And I and you keep on giving all kinds of galis and galoch and all that. You think your friend is going to like it if he wakes up? He may be closing his eyes and listening to all your nonsense. And when he wakes up, he's going to give you a trashing. <laughs> so you know, to wake up God, you are supposed to say prayers. say good words talk about his heroic deeds you are the greatest you are the strongest you are this you are that you have done nice things you can't say you have done bad things and then wake him up remember so the shruti said victory victory to you and these are certain prayers okay so like i said jai ho jai ho like that hmm, victory victory to you o unconquerable one by your very nature you are perfectly full of all opulences therefore please defeat the eternal power of illusion who assumes control over the modes of nature to create difficulties for conditioned souls or you who are awakened all energies of the moving and the non moving embodied beings sometimes the vedas can recognize you as you sport with your material and spiritual potencies this is a prayer okay imagine i have read in english now just the same words in hindi jay 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 aham अजीता दोष गर्भिता गुणम डिड यू अंडरस्टैंड यू ओनली अंडरस्टूड जय हो जय हो इन द बिगिनिंग एंड यू कैन रिलेटेड टू यू नो ए आर रहमान और समबडी लाइक दैट बियॉन्ड दैट यू एंड मी कैंट अंडरस्टैंड एनी वर्ड्स सो इंग्लिश में जो सुना ना तुमने विक्ट्री विक्ट्री टू यू जय जय लाइक दैट सो दिस इज सपोज टू बी संग नाउ आई सेड इन प्रोज बट इमेजिन दिस इज टू बी संग how different it would sound huh so likewise so he is describing the lord's spiritual potencies what he is doing so on and so forth this perceivable world is identified with the supreme because the supreme brahma is the ultimate foundation of all existence remaining unchanged as all created things are generated from it and at last dissolve into it just as clay remains unchanged by the product made from it and again merged with it thus it is towards you alone that the vedic sages direct all their thoughts words and acts after all how can the footstep of men fail to touch the earth on which they live it's a descriptive analogy for 
the Lord's ways of doing things in the world. Everything has come from you. You are such a mighty one. You are the most powerful one. You created this world and this entire universe and you did this and you did that. Is that a prayer? So, there are prayers going on. Therefore, O master of the three worlds, the wise get rid of all the misery by diving deep into the nectarian ocean of topics about you, which washes away all the contamination of the universe. Then what to speak of those who, having the spiritual strength, rid their minds of bad habits and freed themselves from time, are able to worship your true nature, O Supreme One, finding within it uninterrupted bliss. Two kinds of people exist in this world, even in the spiritual domain. One who understands the spiritual truth immediately. There are, there are people who can understand the spiritual truth like this and they immediately follow the path. Then there are those kind of people who even if you tell them a hundred times, they never understand a word. Why? Because their mind is not under their control. So here, the minds of bad habits get... The having by spiritual strength read their minds of bad habits. What are the bad habits? All the wrong things that a person can think of. Sleeping, laziness, drinking, all kinds of things. You know? Lust, greed, you know, all those kinds. You have to get rid of all these negative and bad stuff. Then only spiritual knowledge will shine in you. Here the Lord is talking about it. Remember, this is right at the beginning of time. Correct? So he is saying, what to speak of those who having by spiritual strength rid their minds of bad habits and freed themselves from time are able to worship your true nature. It's only when you rid yourself of all the bad habits that your mind will become clean and pure. It's when your mind becomes clean and pure, you will be able to then utilize it for the purpose of praising the Lord. And when you praise the Lord, the Lord will stand and in front of you. And this is the only way in understanding the true nature of God. We use our mind for all wrong things. But now you have to become that pure minded one. Then only you will have uninterrupted bliss. Satchit Anand. Got it? Only if they become your faithful followers are those who breathe actually alive. Otherwise their breathing is like that of a bellows. It is by your mercy alone that the elements beginning with the Mahatattva and the false ego created the egg of this universe among the manifestation known as Annamai and so forth. You are the ultimate one entering within the material coverings along with the living entities and assuming the same form as those he takes distinct from the gross and the subtle material manifestation your true reality underlying them all heavy stuff <laughs> I am not going to bore you with heavy stuff I will tell you very simply this when you are going to make an omelette how do you make an omelette crack open the egg take it in a vessel Okay, don't crack open suddenly in the air, okay? It will all fall on the floor and you have to clean up the floor. So first you take the vessel. Take the egg. Crack it open. Tuck. And don't make a mess while cracking it, okay? Otherwise all the outer covering will also fall in it. And then you are going to have loose motions if you, if you, if you eat the outer covering also. So, so crack open the egg. Take one fork. 
put some salt in it and then make the pan hot pour on top of it and after two minutes you will find that you have got a nice yellow egg which you can eat tasty but think about it there is a process and there is a technique isn't it huh so process and techniques are important otherwise how will you enjoy the egg sir imagine you sitting below the chicken and Oh, like that and the egg is falling inside of you. Oh, imagine, you, are you think you are going to do that? No, sorry, don't, don't even think of that. Again, you want to drink milk. You are not going to put your mouth to the teats of the cow and then suck it from there, sir. She will kick you. So, <laughs> you will get it some tetra packs or something home. Maybe you will heat it in the microwave and then you will drink it. There is a process, there is a technique. So, here also he is talking about a process. Process how this earth got made. Somewhere in the past there was one egg. Okay. We let us call it Brahmanda. Anda means under. Brahmanda. Brahma is the name of the entity who creates this egg. So he is like a chicken. Hmm? Gives an egg like that. Think. You see these are very simple ways of looking at it. I know those who are the true religious people they will shoot me right there on the spot. People who are fanatics. But you are simple people. I am a simple minded person who can only talk in this kind of language. So there was this guy who created this egg. And from the egg came this omelette. Alright. The omelette doesn't happen in one day. No. I just imagine you have one round egg in front of you. And inside that is an omelette or what? No, no, no. Boss, you have to... You have to use your brains to first open it, cut it, put some stuff in it and then only cook it, then only it happens. Likewise, he also did the same thing. So God also is a great omelette maker. So how did he make this omelette of you and me? So, it is by your mercy alone that the elements, elements means everything that is associated with elements. Right? In our world, what are the elements? Hydrogen, helium, neon, proton, neon, that one, I don't know, all those. Uranium, all those, those are called elements. But in spirituality, what are the elements? There are five elements. Five elements is, we call earth as one element, water as one element, like that. Air as one element, like that, there are five elements. So he first created these elements. So again, if you want to make an omelette, what are the elements you require? You require a vessel. You require an egg. You require a fork. You require a knife. You require a gas. You require a pan. You require, you know, haldi maybe or you require salt. Right? And then you have the gas but you don't have a lighter. What do you do? No point, isn't it? So everything has to be in perfect order, correct? You have a gas but no lighter, then what do you do? I don't know, sir. So, are you going to put the egg in the pan and just the gas you put it on and nothing happens? And the gas is going like that. No, it better burn. So, everything in the process is needed. So, do you understand? God created this kind of stuff which are absolutely perfectly needed. Now, again, think about it. If you keep the egg for a long time, what's going to happen? It's going to get burnt. Right? If you keep it for lesser time, what happens? It's going to be kacha. It will be raw. You like raw eggs? 
some people will say i want well done well done is a different story isn't it likewise something has to be done so here also he is saying the same thing with his with your mercy alone the elements beginning with the mahat tattva mahat tattva the stuff which is required for creating this world right the five elements and stuff which is going to put them all together in a different manner the false ego the false ego is what i want to make an egg <laughs> what egg i want to make an omelet that is your ego i want to make an omelet right so god also said i want to make this world so yeah here is a world so that false ego comes into play created the egg of this universe that is the way he created the egg among the manifestation manifestation known as annamay and so forth and all this what are the things that came into the picture you cannot just have an egg and not a gas okay so he had to create other stuff also now imagine you have made the egg how are you going to eat it straight from the gas or what no sir you require a plate are you going to eat by hand are you going to eat your fork or knife and you know chamcha and all that yes sir that also is needed now you want to eat raw egg is it just egg only no 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 i'll eat bread also with it mm. do you want the bread toasted yes 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 toasted do you want me to put butter on it yes 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 yes, yes. do you want salt and pepper also yes 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 yes, yes. how many things you are adding on to it to make it an interesting meal right so god also not only just put one stuff in place he put all the ingredients together so we call it annamay we do this we do that everything has to come in place to have to enjoy the meal you need the whole paraphernalia in place got it so you are the ultimate one entering within the material covering along with the living entity and assuming the same form as that he takes think about it now you have gone to a restaurant that fellow gives you a spoiled egg spoiled egg means the one which is stinking you think you will like it no. you know what you are going to say i gave you so much of money and you are giving me a spoiled egg what nonsense or you go to a restaurant and then you order say masala dosa or something like that. i don't know in india you may order masala dosa abroad you may order something else you know french fries of course i'm sure you know french fries all of us have eaten now if i give you a kacha french fries you're going to like it or what next time you won't even go to that place right if i give you a burnt french fries you will say hey. suppose i do french fries in you know sarso ka tel is going to give you a stink so so the oil has to be right it has to be heated right everything has to be perfectly in place so he says what is it that is given in this ego there is something which tells you the right taste of it you have defined yourself what is the right taste now look at it as a taste i'll just give you an idea about taste you know in south india we love sambar the most correct it's a khatta preparation khatta means it's a bitter preparation it's got sourness in it it has got ingredients in it there are lots of stuff there is kadipatta there is curry leaves and this and that 
and it is made out of dal. Dal only. The same dal, if I make it in Maharashtra or Gujarat or some other North Indian place, if I go to Rajasthan or if I go to Gujarat, you know what they do in the dal? They only put basic ingredients and they put so much of jaggery in it. I say, what nonsense is this? We put so much of chilies and we put so much of, uh, you know, katta in it and here you are putting jaggery in it. Koi jaggery dal mein koi khata hai? Nahi khata hai. Sir, jaggery dal mein bhi khata hai. You call it by a different name. Payasam. I'm sure you have, you have drunk payasam, isn't it? Payasam is sometimes made out of dals also. And it has got jaggery in it. It's got milk or some other stuff in it. So you will say, Oh, you want me to eat my rice with payasam? What nonsense is this? But Gujarati dal is sweet in nature. What to do? It tastes like your payasam. What to do? <laughs> so, so did you get the point? The taste differs in every human being. Every person will call the same by different name by just changing a little bit here and there. So here he is saying, this ultimate one entering into the material nature, covering along with the living entity and assuming the same forms as those he takes. Different, different forms he took for different, different kind of people, for different kinds of tastes, for different kinds of visuals. Now, those who love mountainside, will say, I love the mountain sides. Those who love the seashores will love the seashores. Now put a person who loves the mountain side on the seashore and he will look at the sea and say, Either sir, pani hai yaar, main kya You got the point? He'll say, there is only water over here. What do you want me to see over here? I, I don't, I can't see any mountains over here. You can't put a mountain climber on, an, on a seashore, no? Like that. So there is a problem there. Every individual has got a different taste, he's got different likes, different kinds of uh, abilities. So, distinct from the gross and the subtle material manifestation, you are reality underlying them all. And what is that one thread which is common in all these things? The one thread that is common in all this is God himself. Okay? So, this is how God created. Now, we have just started. We are just beginning to warm up. So we are going to stop over here because this is like a, for some people it is going to be a sleepy time. And for some people who want to enjoy Kabbali and other movies, please stay with me. <laughs> because tomorrow we will talk about all other stuff also. <laughs> Alright, so I shall end over here and I shall see you all tomorrow. Okay, Chalo, take care. Have a nice day. Bye.